This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about ransomware and how NetApp partner ProLion is helping wage the war against it. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp, I love this company. Zipok. Zipok. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio with me today on the phone, uh, Matt Trudwin. Hi, Matt. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Doing well. So if you're not familiar with Matt Trudwin, uh, he's one of our security experts here at NetApp. And uh, that kind of gives you a clue of what we're going to talk about today. So, Matt, if you could tell everybody what you do here at NetApp specifically and how to reach you. Yeah, Justin. So I'm um, on the security team. Like you mentioned, I'm actually a technical marketing engineer for security here at NetApp. And... I am on the Twitters, and my tweets are actually not locked, unlike some of my colleagues. Uh, so you can find me at NTAPMatt. Pretty easy to find on there. All I'm hearing is that you don't believe in security if your tweets aren't locked. That's that's. <laughs> well, you know, I have my secret Twitter account, but I can't give that out. Oh, yeah, your burner account? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so joining us today, um, we have some special guests from Germany. Uh I guess England as well. I don't know where Steve is from exactly, but uh, Robert Graff. uh, Was that again? From the UK, Justin. From the UK. All right. Excellent. So uh, Robert Graff is here with us. Uh, He is from ProLiance. So Robert, what do you do and how do we reach you? Oh, hello. Uh, My name is Robert. I'm the CEO from ProLion, and we offer a very cool ransomware protection tool uh, for NetApp storage to protect uh, NetApp customers from ransomware. So Robert just said it's very cool. We're going to make him prove that today. So Robert, no pressure. Um, also on the phone today, Steve Arlen from the UK. Uh, Steve, what do you do and uh, how do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Uh, yeah, Steve Arlen. So uh, I run the uh, UK sales business for uh, for ProLine. Uh, I also have to talk to you for the, for the US as well. So uh, quite a wide territory. Uh, you can reach me uh, at sarlin at uh, ProLine.com. All right. So if you're not familiar with what ProLion is, we are here to tell you. Uh, actually, Robert's here to tell you. So Robert, um, what is ProLion? So, yeah, we are basically uh, ex-NetApp employees, uh, so uh, some of my uh, people. And uh, we develop great add-on software uh, to NetApp storage, uh, mainly on tap. So, for example, we do uh, automatic switchover for NetApp Metro Cluster. The NetApp folks uh, call it the ultimate tiebreaker. Uh, we do um, we replace the Snap uh, plugin, which is called a Restore Manager, in our portfolio, and it offers a central file catalog to all NetApp snapshots, so that customers can easily find uh, files and restore it with one click. So it's a kind of metadata index to all uh, files which are covered in a snapshot on your primary or secondary uh, NetApp system. And uh, the topic we would like to talk today is uh, Crypto Spike, which uh, I've already mentioned is a very cool solution to protect uh, NetApp storage from ransomware and uh, also offers auditing capabilities. So if you would like to know who accessed uh, data where and when, uh, it makes every user transaction uh, totally transparent and everything is very tight integrated with NetApp. So uh, from a snapshot perspective or, for example, from an F policy perspective. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about more about the technical solution. 
All right, cool. So before we get into that, um, let's talk about ransomware. Uh, and basically, we want to cover that because if you haven't heard of ransomware, we want to make sure you know what it is before we start talking about it here. So, M- Matt, um, what is ransomware? And I, I understand that you have a TR about it. Yeah, Justin, we have lots of TRs. It's kind of the TME thing we do. Uh, they, by the way, they make great, great bedtime reading for the kids sometimes. But, uh, yeah, as far as ransomware specifically, uh, what it is is it's uh, it's kind of an, a newer attack style. I mean, it's been around for the last few years, but instead of the bad guy having to, in the past, they would try to steal data out of your uh, data center, and then they would say, hey, if you don't pay us some money, we're going to uh, release your secrets or your CEO salaries or what have you, that kind of thing. And uh, it's kind of evolved from there. And so what ransomware today, what we think about it, is actually when they come in and they encrypt all of your files, they don't have to move them out of your network. It's not expensive for them. They just get a user to click on something perhaps on the web or by email. And and this uh, malware will come on your system. It'll begin to infect all the files it can find. Typically, uh, it encrypts them both on the local system as well as the network. And now you cannot access any of your files. They're all still there. You just can't reach them. And so the ransomware says, hey, if you give us some money, we'll send you the decryption key and let you unlock it. Uh, That can take some time. And the real cost with ransomware is actually the downtime. How how long are you not going to be able to access your files? And that's when it begins to really impact uh, businesses. Ransomware can be kind of a, uh, a scary thing out there. So, Robert, um, what sort of impact are you seeing out there with ransomware in your you know, excursions of trying to get customers to use ProLion? So, uh, the thing is that uh, you have whatever, uh, a few hundred or a few thousand users connected to your NetApp uh, file system. And uh, only maybe one user is infected by ransomware and uh, he's causing data damage. But in parallel... There are several hundred uh, users uh, which are not infected by ransomware, but they create good content, right? So there is a parallel uh, data stream which is creating bad content and good content at the same time. And now um, the problem is how can you differentiate which content in your file system is still good, you know, touched by a normal user because of normal user operation, and which content is bad content? Uh, And what we see very often is that the file name and the file type doesn't change anymore. So ransomware is encrypting or uh, malware is manipulating the data, but the file name doesn't change. So because in the older days, it was very obvious because, for example, the Locky virus uh, changed the file into uh, .locky. And you could search for the file, maybe find the files and restore it back uh, it was, you know, a lot of work, but uh, it, it, it could be done. But uh, nowadays, you cannot separate the good content from the bad anymore because it's happened at the same point in time. And there is no criteria where you can search uh, for these files and replace it. So what we see a lot is that there is only uh, one option uh, to, to customers they have uh, NetApp snapshots and they can revert uh, back their file system and restore uh, everything with Snap Restore. But uh, in this case, they they lost uh, the damage, but they also uh, lose the good content, uh, which uh, was created in parallel from good users. And in this case, uh, customers uh, face data loss. So very often we talk to Metro cluster customers, you know, and... uh, 
high availability and always on uh, availability is, uh, is very important to them because they are maybe banking customers or manufacturing or whatever they do. So uptime is very crucial. And uh, then you tell these customers that they see a data loss of maybe uh, one or two days because a ransomware attack was going on. They cannot separate the content anymore and they need to restore uh, to a point in time snapshot, which is two days old. And then they see two days of data loss. And uh, this is, you know, uh, causing a huge headache uh, to customers if they see uh, such a, a huge data loss. So what kind of impact can this have? I mean, is this just like a loss of a day or two, or is this actually sending customer or sending companies out of business here? Um, I mean, we saw a customer here in Germany, um, um, and they are also on the media. You can find uh, them. And uh, they are out of business since several days. So um, after six days, they could start up their uh, IT again because they have to shut down everything. And uh, three weeks later, which is today, we only can reach this customer uh, through WhatsApp or uh, mobile messages. So email is still not working since three weeks. Can you imagine? three weeks without any email. Uh, and uh, when you look uh, on their website today, the first thing you see on their website is, dear customers, we are infected by a cyber attack. We are out of IT business, basically. Yeah. And, uh, and this can damage a company a lot. So they make uh, 330 million in revenue, have 2,500 employees and are totally out of business. Also, thing, Robert, just to add to that, is uh, and we're seeing it get into the press, and particularly in in the UK, we've seen uh, a, a lot of a lot of press around around healthcare. You know, many, many of the larger hospitals within the UK have, have, have suffered these ransomware attacks, and it's, it's got into the press, and uh, you know, it's it's, it's it's caused a lot of uh, a lot of pain for these particular organisations. Yeah, just to add on to that too, we, we're kind of seeing even the same thing in the US. Uh, there was a recent city government that was crippled for over a month due to ransomware, and that was an estimated $18 million loss. This just happened back in May. So uh, it's definitely pretty pretty prevalent. So, I mean, while it's bad to lose money, is it so bad to be without email for three weeks? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, though, um, yeah, it, it, ransomware can have a tremendous impact to business operations. And, you know, and, and beyond that, if you think about it, if you're an IT company and you get hit by a ransomware attack, it isn't just the day-to-day -day business that's affected. It's your reputation at that point. Absolutely true. Yeah, and they even touched on healthcare, right? I mean, that could be pretty scary. You're in some sort of maybe operation and they can't read your... Uh, your health records, you know, what you're allergic to, what, what those oh, yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the other side of it, right? Not being able to access that data. But I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that happen around the attack that can impact business well beyond when you recover. Certainly from a reputation point of view, absolutely right. So, I mean, as far as ransomware goes, I mean, if it happens to you, there's really no way to put the genie back into the bottle. How, how do you help customers that have that happen? You know, how do you help them plan for the to prevent the next attack? And how do you help them recover some of their reputation there? It's very easy because uh, NetApp is a great storage solution because uh, there is an API available on every NetApp uh, ONTAP system, which is called F-Policy. And it's available since 
since years. And uh, this API now help a lot to uh, to detect ransomware and also to uh, find where the damage happened. So what we do basically is we turn on the API. All NetApp customers have this API available for free because it's included in, uh, in ONTAP operating system. You just turn the uh, F-Policy API on, and uh, basically what it does is uh, every I.O. which is going in and out uh, on an NetApp system will be reported on the F-Policy uh, API. And uh, we attach a server to this API uh, with an in-memory database, and we analyze uh, the traffic and record the traffic. So um, now we know which user is accessing uh, data where and when. And we also can measure uh, anomalies. So we learn user behavior uh, with a machine learning algorithm. So we see how users behave if they do uh, just, you know, click on one file, open a file, uh, rename a file, maybe delete it, whatever, uh, or if they do a massive data manipulation. And uh, with this F policy, yeah, we can do very uh, great things. We, we can learn a whitelist, for example, which is uh, a feature in CryptoSpike, but we also uh, provide blacklists, uh, dynamic blacklists, which mean if uh, somewhere in the web, in any community project, uh, there is a strange uh, file name, file type or pattern uh, available. We collect all these pattern information and provide it to our customers. And uh, if we see such a pattern in the customer environment, we block the access because it's very obvious that this user is infected by ransomware. For example, if he tried to write crypto, darkness, kraken files to an app storage, it shouldn't go through because it's very obvious that this is ransomware and it needs to be blocked. I uh, hope this gives you uh, a quick idea uh, how we how we can help NetApp customers with this F policy API to protect from ransomware, right? We learn what's going on in an NetApp system. We protect with the blacklists, and we have anomaly detection, and we can block the user access as soon as something strange is going on. And on top of that, every user access is lossless recorded, uh, which means you can transparently uh, trace and audit every user access and you can find out later uh, what was going on, where where got we hit, uh, where is the damage located. Excellent. So um, as far as ONTAP goes, I mean, we do have some native solutions that people can use. So Matt, can you give us an idea of what ONTAP can do to help protect against ransomware? Yeah, so really what we're talking about is uh, two different things. You know, there's detection and prevention, and then if you do get hit, remediation, right? And so from the remediation side, uh, once you've already been hit by ransomware, uh, how do you recover quickly? You know, you don't want to have to pay the ransomware payment and wait for all that uh, downtime to potentially get your data back. You want to restore quickly, stay out of the news, right? So um, our solution is one that's been around for a long time at ONTAP uh, for Restore. It's, it's snapshots. You know, uh, snapshots are just pointers to the file system. So unlike uh, regular backups that are a lot of times uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit for them to restore, snapshots you can restore, you know, terabytes of data very, very quickly. Just change the pointers. So um, there's techniques like that to, to be able to restore that quickly. But from the uh, detection and prevention side, we do have, like uh, was mentioned earlier, uh, we have F policy, uh, but there isn't there is a native mode of F policy, 
And the native mode uh, will basically, it looks for uh, extensions, a file extension. So this is where it kind of comes in nowadays with ransomware. A lot of times they don't add extensions anymore. There's not dot one cry, there's not a uh, locky. So, uh, you know, it becomes more of a challenge to prevent, but uh, that is one way that you can do it with native modes. You can say, hey, block all these particular file types, native F policy mode, uh, if you want, and it's all built in free, no extra cost as far as that goes. Uh, another way that you can actually detect natively is if you see a high rate of snapshot change or if you see um, loss in storage efficiencies. All the files are being encrypted, right? So since the files are encrypted, you actually can't tell from a deduplication standpoint which files need to be deduplicated. So that's the reason why you actually see decreasing your storage efficiencies when you're under a ransomware attack. Uh, what a lot of people will do is Unified Manager has the capability to alert on massive changes in uh, storage efficiencies or snapshots. Uh, you know, snapshots get a lot larger in size. It means there's a lot of writes going on. So that's a couple ways built in natively you can actually detect it uh, with the F policy and monitoring those things. Um, but yeah, when it goes to F policy, we do have an external mode as well. And the power of external mode is you can begin to leverage a third-party F policy server um, that uses user behavioral analytics or they're constantly updating whatever the most recent patterns are of, of ransomware and malware files. So you do get those regular updates rather than having to put them in manually, you know, through a policy in native mode. And uh, that's where our partners come in, like uh, ProLion with the third party uh, F policy server. Very good. Uh, Matt, you also mentioned uh, snapshots, uh, and uh, we also integrate uh, not only on F policy, but on snapshots as well. So uh, we read all the existing snapshots to every NetApp uh, volume. And as soon as we have uh, the list of files which uh, have been manipulated, we can revert back uh, everything from snapshot directly integrated uh, native into the NetApp snapshot API. So it's just, you know, with one click, you can uh, restore all the damaged files from a certain user. Uh, and uh, there is a great feature built in in our snapshot technology because uh, the, the product delivers uh, the best snapshot candidate and automatically selects the best snapshot candidate. So now the question is, what is the best snapshot candidate? And uh, we select uh, the snapshot before the data manipulation happened. So when we see a file got written into it so that the data in the file changed, right? The snapshot before the data change is the best candidate to restore. And for example, you can restore a 10,000 files from uh, several uh, different volumes, uh, which all have different snapshot schedulers just with one click, because you just say, okay, I would like to restore these 10,000 files, and we search for the best snapshot candidate to every single file and use different snapshots to restore the content back. So it's very tight integrated uh, with NetApp and uh, we are very proud about this snapshot integration as well. Yeah, that's a great feature because it's uh, going to make it a lot more simple to find out exactly when you need to restore. Some of the challenges uh, can be looking at all the logs, finding out when what was changed and picking that right snapshot. The data is there, but it can be you know, not simple. And uh, it sounds like that the features that you've added there really make that process a lot easier. So you mentioned you integrate with snapshots and you read the snapshots. Do you also build a catalog? Is that something that you can use for searching very easily or is that something that's separate from that? That's separate. Uh, so we use this feature in Restore Manager. 
Um, and uh, we also use a different API there, which is uh, SnapDiff API to get the differentials uh, between two snapshots. But uh, this would be another topic uh, called Restore Manager. Okay, so, so separate from the ransomware stuff is more of a backup and restore capability. Right. So you mentioned these APIs and integrating with that. So how exactly does ProLion do that? And, and what kind of performance impact would I expect on the system because of this? So, um, I mean, as soon as you turn on the F policy, uh, there is always some uh, little performance impact. It, 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 it's not related to us uh, because even our server is not attached uh, to the F policy or to the NetApp system. Just by turning on the F policy, there is always a little overhead because uh, the NetApp operating system has to write uh, the F policy messages and create those messages. And um, but. Uh, it's not an impact for, I would say, normal and good-sized uh, NetApp storage controllers because if you have uh, whatever an average uh, CPU usage of 50, 60, or 70 percent, uh, you will not uh, feel any performance impact. But uh, you know, if the NetApp system is already running on a 90 percent and you turn on F Policy API, uh, then you maybe see a performance impact. And uh, on the other hand, we can uh, linear scale our F policy server. So uh, we normally we size a server uh, which is uh, eight v, eight vCPUs and eight gig of RAM. This is a standard F policy server. It's just a virtual machine, standard uh, VM uh, with eight gig RAM and uh, eight vCPUs, uh, handling a ten thousand SIFSOPs. And if you, for example, have 50,000 SIFSOPs, then you just uh, deploy five virtual machines. And they can load balance uh, all the F-policy messages. And it's also a great solution for high availability because if one uh, server goes down, uh, the other four uh, load balance the F-policy message. So it's really, you know, whatever we get from the NetApp system, we can handle the I.O. because we can scale almost endless uh, with the F-policy servers and load balance the messages between all those uh, servers you assign uh, to to a NetApp SVM or to a NetApp storage controller. So you mentioned scaling almost endless. What is the limit? Like how how big can you scale? So until now, we haven't reached uh, the limit, even though we are currently installed at very large uh, NetApp enterprise customers. So really, to be honest, uh, we, we, we don't see this limit uh, by now, but uh, I'm very yeah looking forward to have uh, such a large customers, which uh, cause us uh, maybe some performance issues. We will see. But uh, until now, we haven't seen such a customer. So what does the deployment look like? You know, how does ProLion get installed in the environment and what do you need in place to have that happen? Like what sort of hardware requirements do you have? Yeah, great. Um, great that you asked this question because uh, we do POCs for free and uh, the installation is very easy because uh, basically you download only an OVA file um, for your VMware environment or it's also available as an image for Hyper-V. And uh, everything is already pre-packaged. You just deploy uh, the virtual machine. And with this, you have the CryptoSpike server, which is the manager. And then you deploy a second OVA, uh, as I've mentioned before, the F-Policy server. And uh, with this, you are up and running. So uh, then you just use a few commands to, uh, to sign up the uh, F-Policy and connect it with, uh, with the server. And that's it. So... Uh, 
I would say, you know, within three hours, you have uh, this ransomware protection uh, set up up and running. So you just download the OVA. There is a small uh, email and installation guide we send to our customers. And uh, after three hours, you directly have the results. You see, okay, what's going on on my NetApp system? Which files are used? What is the user access? What are their patterns, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, very easy, very straightforward. And uh, it's not like, you know, a software rollout to a 10,000 clients, which is a huge project. So it's very, very easy and straightforward. You just uh, turn on the F-Policy API on the NetApp system, connect it to our virtual machine, and you are ready. So very easy, very straightforward, and every customer can do a POC for free. So if they wanted to do the POC, how would they contact you to do that? So basically just on the ProLion website, uh, ProLion.com, like pro, like professional and the lion, like the animal, ProLion.com. Uh, this is where a customer can go to. There they find all our contact uh, details and uh, just reach out. There is also a uh, chat uh, tool available. And whenever a customer need help, uh, we are happy to help. Yeah? So uh, very easy, very straightforward. Uh, and uh, we also support from remote if a customer need help uh, to install the product and also the installation support is for free. So uh, really, I mean, Every customer, every NetApp customer using uh, file services on NetApp uh, should get uh, ransomware protected. And, uh, and we try to enable, you know, these customers and partner uh, landscape to go out with uh, the solution and, and, and protect the customers from ransomware. I was just going to add to that, Robert, in terms of our, our partner community as well, which obviously we share many uh, partners that obviously NetApp have as well and uh, that they are taking this out to, to to many of the NetApp customers as well and you know they're, they're embracing this and they're finding it very easy to have these conversations with uh, many of the NetApp customers. We also uh, we, we use the same uh, partner community that NetApp uh, is using so uh, we sell through the same distributors through the same resellers Everyone who is hearing the podcast can buy our solution exactly at the same reseller who sold the NetApp system. So we utilize the same channel. We are sponsor at NetApp Insight. Uh, we are sponsor at NetApp Tech Forum, we, which are currently going on in Germany. So there is a very, very good relationship. And for sure, all our technology is uh, NetApp certified. NetApp calls it NetApp compatible. And uh, we have this NetApp logo, and uh, yeah, it's uh, a perfect add-on solution to every NetApp system. And Matt, where would we find information about ransomware that you have produced? Uh, we have actually got TR4512 to help out with that as well. Do you mention ProLine or TR? Actually, I'm wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no, you are? Okay. Which TR is it? Yep. My TRs are crossed. Sorry. Uh, yeah, TR4572 is the NetApp solution for ransomware. Do you mention ProLine in there? Uh, not specifically. Oh, maybe you guys should collaborate and create a <laughs> specific ProLine TR. Yeah, Perhaps. that would be great. So, uh, great, great opportunity, and uh, yeah, let's do that. I just, I just created some work for you, Matt. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, Justin. Always doing that for me. Hey, no problem. Anytime. All right. Uh, again, Robert, if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that? So, uh, yeah, through uh, email uh, would be great. Uh, Robert.graf, uh, T-R-A-F, at prolion.com. 
or my mobile number is uh, plus four three for Austria six six four one three one four four zero three. Um, so once again, plus four three six six four one three one four four zero three. And uh, I'm happy to take uh, every call. And uh, yeah, we we are very sh- we respond very very quick. It's interesting. I don't think I've ever had anyone include their phone number in the podcast. Yeah, I'm not giving mine, Justin, to say no. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, Robert. Let's let's see what's happening, right? If I get many many calls, uh, would be would be fun. We will see. Do you want to also give your home address? I mean, people could show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can do so. Uh, the security <laughs> advisor, the security advisor here. I'm recommending don't do that. It's a bad idea, Robert. Uh, Remember your reputation. I really look forward uh, that the tech community is challenging me a little bit so that I really need a new phone number, hopefully. All right. Uh, Also, uh, Steve, how do we reach you? Uh, I'll I'll give you my uh, my phone as well. Oh, goodness. Uh, Just to to add consistency there. So it's uh, 0044 plus 44 7904 zero zero four and i'm on steve.arlin that's a-r-l-i-n at proline.com all right matt no pressure but everybody else is giving their phone number you know i do have the phone number for uh better call Saul from breaking bad but you know what i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that but uh, before i give you my contact information i would be remiss if i did not mention uh snaplock very quickly because we talk so much about snapshots and how important it is to restore from snapshots uh, SnapLock will actually, with compliance mode, keep your snapshots so they cannot be deleted. So even though they're immutable and read-only, snapshots can be deleted with SnapLock compliance. They cannot. You can always restore from them if you need to. Does ProLine integrate with the SnapLock? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, um, as Matt mentioned, yeah, um, it's a read-only, and you always have a good copy available. Um, the thing is, uh, what happens, you know, silent ransomware, you know, where ransomware uh, is going into the file system, but not uh, not causing a breakout. So, you know, then you have this ransomware in all your snapshots and it's also going to the uh, to the snaplock device. And uh, it's, you know, it's sleeping basically in the file system. And when a user click on this uh, on this file, uh, the breakout starts. And when you then restore from snapshot or you use maybe uh, your snap uh, lock uh, device, the virus is already included and also saved uh, there. And this is, you know, a a big problem and a big uh, challenge because uh, the file system itself gets infected. And uh, even you don't see uh, the, the damage by now, the damage will happen in future. But when you restore back in point in time, you always restore the ransomware because uh, it was sleeping there for what, let's say, you know, a week or a month. And whenever you restore back, you always restore the ransomware. You do not have to get it from the outside anymore because it's already in your environment. It's already in your file system. And whenever you do a restore or when you ever use your SnapLock device, uh, you will see the breakout again and again and again and again. So this is the reason why companies are out of business for several days. All right. Good good stuff. Um, my phone number is 8675309, just so you know. Say hi to Jenny for me. I will. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Robert, Steve, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us all about ProLion and how they can help prevent and protect against ransomware. 
Thank you very much. It was a pleasure, uh, guys, having this call with you. And I really look forward to uh, many, many POCs and many uh, phone calls on my private phone number. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Robert Graff and Steve Arlen of ProLion, as well as Matt Trubin of NetApp for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.